0: what's going on guys it's demonic nft here back with what the fud uh, podcast we got frishy fresh on the other side of the mic say what's up
1: hey 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 what's going on
0: bro what has been going on i think vcon is what's been going on everything's so quiet on t- uh, twitter we get the occasional videos of people you know sharing what they're doing there bro, the FOMO is real. I wish like we could have gone, you know, but
1: that's just, uh, you know, in real life prevents us from doing that in real life stuff, I guess. Yeah. Well, dude, there's, there's some really good lineups. I mean, you have like in terms of the NFT space and like in real life events, you have VCON. that's the last day is today, which is Sunday. I mean, by the time we post this, it's still Sunday. Um, and yeah. then next month you have, what is it? N- NFT NYC or something like that. Um, which both should be awesome awesome events um you know you and i were just talking about going through some of the speakers at vcon you know obviously you have snoop Dogg, steve aoki um you've you have dead fellas you have um crypto punks you have you know board Yacht club cool cats all the all the big players in the game, and I just saw actually one of uh, one of my friends from college, um, mm-hmm. Alex Lieberman, who runs Morning Brew. You know, shout out oh. to Morning Brew. I'm not sure if if anyone you know if you're looking for a great way to start your day in terms of what's going on in the world with uh, with the markets. It's not really NFT focused, but Morning Brew is an awesome, awesome, awesome daily read. Um, he's speaking at it. But some of the bigger things, Demonic, are their partners, right? VCon partners. You know, yeah. I, I don't know how many people don't love Chipotle, but if you don't love Chipotle, <laughs> I don't know if we can be friends. Um, Chipotle, Coinbase, the Mic Drop, which is um, Pepsi's NFT collection, Johnny Walker, um, Ledger, which are hard wallets, which we were just talking about. Some really great partners. Yeah, um Jim Shark. in. Yeah, Gym Shark was like
0: literally, I think they were they sponsored pretty much all the outfits. So like every outfit had the Gym Shark logo and stuff like that. So that's huge. But bro, you know what's like so funny? Because like obviously this whole thing that you know Gary V and I guess his team um, built, like like you said, it's just so impressive. Like everyone that is there. Um, but it's so funny because this is all you know, digital art, it's all online. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're just like, let's turn this into like a real life thing where we meet in person, we interact in the real world. Like that meme says, you know, you know, people want to touch the grass. So, you know, (laughs) people are going to VCon, but bro, it's crazy because it's like, you would think like, what are we doing at this convention? Like, what can we show? Like, does everyone have their laptops out? Are they showing their collection? Bro, I was looking at some videos. They had like Miguel performing, Fresco performing. It's like a live concert. There's all these cool little kiosks where uh, like, you know, each project has their own little setup. You know, there's chances to win even the NFTs. It's crazy. The Like I said, the FOMO is definitely
1: real. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Definitely something that, you know, hopefully in the future as the space grows, we'll start seeing more and more. I mean, you're based in Europe. I'm based in the Middle East. Um, I know that there was a big thing in Dubai a couple months ago, but you know, hopefully, we'll start seeing some more conferences, conventions in this space. I, I would love to go to them and at least network. You know, I think in this space, um, it's not about who you know, but it's about who knows you, right? You do have anyone, You can have anyone's phone number in this world, and you can text them and text them. You can send them DMs on Twitter, um, but if they're not responding to you, then do you really have a relationship with them? So it's it's in-person events are a great way to network and, you know, learn more about the space that is growing at an exponential rate. Um, so, you know, hope anyone that went to VCon, I would love to hear how it actually was in person. And anyone that's going to NFT, NYC, um, also super envious and jealous and wish I could be there hopefully next year, though. Yeah, but hopefully. And
0: like the thing is, bro, I'm like looking through this, like, tell me why Pharrell Williams is there, Liam Payne, Miguel, like these people, like, I don't know if they are in NFTs. I haven't heard from like those three specifically, but it's just like, like you said, it's networking for them. You know, it's probably a curiosity thing. And I think it's good on them for like, you know, being open-minded to it. And then too, it's like, you know, any publicity is good publicity, right? So they're there. People like recall oh, their names, there. you know, their, their household names anyways, but like, why not just like built on that, you know?
1: Well, people people like Snoop Dogg, Logan Paul, Steve Aoki in terms of bigger celebrity names in the NFT space, um, yeah. I understand. Also, I did hear that Steve Aoki liquidated a bunch of his NFTs. I'm not sure if that's true and how many he still holds, but that is something I heard. You, you know anything about that?
0: No, the only thing I do... Um know about like the stevie Oki thing is like apparently some people don't like him it's like a love-hate relationship some people like him some people love him so like i know for example lemon friends like yeah this is a project i like minted like a while ago and it like moon briefly because he purchased the nft um and then like it crashed so there's a meme there's a stevie Oki meme and it's like this is the last it's a picture of him and it's like this is the last thing. you see before like the project tanks or something. <laughs> so that's why people are also like skeptical of him. But the thing is, for example, he's a big supporter of dead fellows. Like he's a holder and everything. And I'll okay. give you like a good example. So like I, you know, with last week's episode, I mentioned, I got a dead fella and literally right away talking about like utility and everything. They made an announcement saying that they got 50, um, vip tickets for his like performance like lo- literally like friday it was like some oh literally i think it was like was it the v yeah it was literally a uh, stevie okey's vip vcon tickets like and there was just 50 of them and they were just giving them for free whoever wanted it so first come first serve and like all 50 individuals like shared pictures it was fun they got to meet each other so that's huge so i i think like stevie Oki has his own projects and stuff like that but i'm quite sure like i don't know about liquidating other ones but i know he's still in dead fellas i personally like the fact like i've listened to him in podcasts and stuff he seems like a rather knowledgeable guy and chill guy so i don't think he's doing you know harm to project or at least projects i've been involved in you know
1: yeah yeah, you know, I, I read a really interesting article, um, and this goes back to the whole networking and and bigger celebrities or bigger names in a project, and just holders being able to get in contact with them. There was yeah. a, I believe there was a senior in high school who is a uh, mutinape Yacht Club holder, okay. and he's he was on, uh, he was he's a tennis player on the team for his high school, and he made it to state championship and yeah. there are some big-named, like, pro tennis players. I, I, I think it was Dennis Novikov. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but he's uh-huh. a, a big-named tennis player. Um, so this high school senior messaged him and said, hey, listen, we're both holders of Mutant Ape Yacht Clubs. Um, do you have any tips for me for tennis? I'm, like, going into – dude, and he, like, posted about it and like he ended up winning his tennis championship um because this guy like gave him a bunch of tips and they had conversations and was reviewing videos of him like it's just super cool to see that and like again it's one of those those awesome like eureka moments that's like yes this is worth it you know i'm able to network with these people that um can help you can give you advice regardless if it's a big name and celebrity or even just someone in the space um, you know, I, I remember, I remember when my very first project, and even some of the projects later on, were even in Little Heroes, dude. We were in voice chat, and like there were some people that they weren't celebrities, okay, but they were super, super in deep with like Web three development, cybersecurity, everything like that, and they're talking to us, um, and giving all this, really just dropping knowledge that like. I, I listened to them and was like, wow, like this is really valuable for me to learn, you know, yeah. and it, it's just one of those things that, you know, it's a nice benefit and, and a, side, uh, a side benefit from NFTs themselves.
0: Yeah, no, bro, like honestly, the whole thing is just, it's, it, it's insane to think that like before like being an art collector was so niche or at least like in my eyes it seemed like that like sure everyone has paintings in their house and stuff like that but no one's really like that in depth with like the artist or at least like i don't from my perspective it doesn't seem like it but now the nft space it's bringing together people that like aren't stereotypically like physical art collectors and it's just become such a big thing like Look, everyone's meeting each other. People like wear like the merch and they like tap each other on the shoulder and they're just like, yo, like I'm, I'm a holder. Or like I've heard stories from like someone like I talked to in the space on Discord who said that literally Betty, the Dead Fellas uh, founder, like literally tapped him on the shoulder because she saw that he was wearing some Dead Fellas merch. And I was just like, man, that's so sick. And then it's kind of like, you know, so nice from like her perspective. Like, side, right? Like, I don't know. It's just, like, she takes the time to, like, say hi to, yeah. like, a holder and stuff. But, bro, I was even, like, looking at some further names. Like, Chuck Liddell was there. Why is he, like, involved in F- yeah. NFT? You know? <laughs> like, it's... 100%. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting, bro. Like, there was a proposal, uh, like, literally a proposal that, like, uh, the guy proposed. She said, yeah, Gary Vee, like, was honking them and everything. And I was just kind of, like, it's, it's literally, like... People folk and I say this, and I agree with this, a good project is, like, strictly, like, yes, like, if there's a good team, but I think community, like, tops that. Like, I think it goes, like, good community first, then, like, good team, and then, like, whatever, like, the good artwork slash, you know, utilities, roadmap, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the community is the one that, like, you know, sets the floor price, you know, sets pretty much... 100% yeah
1: a hundred percent dude i I'm like literally it, it starts with the community if you have a crappy community you're not going anywhere no one wants to be a part of that project either to start or buy in secondary and if they buy in secondary come in and see a crappy community they're like all right well what did i i just paid for an image right hopefully yeah. i'm gonna make money right no it's the community sets the standard for everything
0: no, exactly. And that's the thing, you don't like, bro, look at like this crypto crash. Like, um, yeah, I, I think like it says a lot about communities. So like fair, I totally, like, I don't understand other people's financial issues. Right. Cause obviously that's private information, but like, I I can understand why people like sold to get liquidity, et cetera. And it forms like a chain reaction where people are just trying to like, you know, liquidate their assets. Right. So, like, that's why we saw, like, huge... Well, that's one of the reasons we saw, like, a huge crash. Obviously, you know, the whole Luna situation and everything. But, um, like, some projects um, are sticking around because the community is so strong. And I think it shows well by, like... We were talking about this before we started, but, like, if you look at the floor prices to the projects, like, sure, like, all these all-time highs have now dipped to, like almost all-time lows or, um, you know, mediocre floor prices, but still like respectable. And that's the thing. I think like you said it best. Uh, It was like, what, the percentage of the decrease is like shows kind of like how well a project does, uh, how stable a project is. Yeah. Um, So,
1: I mean, I think, I think you and I were talking about this privately about, you know, projects getting crushed from, from this market, but like, a lot of projects got crushed and then immediately bounced back, right? Yeah. You saw some going down 50% and then a couple days later they were right back. But like the projects that took a hit from it, a lot of them aren't bouncing back. Whether it's going from you know point 0.1 down to 0.2, or sorry, 0.02 and not bouncing yeah. back from that or going from 15 ETH down to 8 ETH and then bouncing back to 12 ETH. Right? Like it's the percentage of the hit that it's taking and the ability to bounce back in a given set time that you really understand okay, is this project going to weather the storm or are they just screwed? Yeah. And that's the thing.
0: This is all like technically, like, you know, we make fun of like the, our little description that we're two degens, but honestly, this is a gambling play because think about it. Now it's like a buyer's market, right? Everything's low and you know things but like bro that's where you make the money and again this isn't financial advice but think about it if something had the potential of going up to like 10 eth and then now is like at 3 eth i'm not saying buy into it but like you would prefer to buy in at 3 eth rather than 10 eth hoping it would climb up to 10 it might never climb up there but like let's scale it down a bit like these projects that are at 0.02 you know i feel bad for them because i i I'm being a bit of a dick here, but I don't think they're going to survive because it's just, I feel like it's too hard to recover from that. But imagine you bought in at 0.02 and it goes back
1: up. Like that's a huge gain. Yeah. Um, so Dude, I don't know. You the the picture. average, the average gain from a stock market. Yeah. Yeah. It is like you can put your money again not financial advice nothing that we say on this podcast or any of our episodes is financial advice always do your own research but like you can take your money and put it in an e- the s&p 500 right put in an etf put in a mutual fund that just that just mimics that invest in the s&p 500 and you'll see on average eight to ten percent a year in return okay yeah but if you're talking about buying something that was 10 ETH, now is down to three ETH. And even if it goes back to four ETH, bro, that's 30%. Okay. That's yeah. a 30% gain right there. It's actually 33%, but whatever. But like, that's a big amount of money. And it's the same yeah. thing. Like the more money that you put into something, the more money that you're going to proportionally see back in, in it. Right. So like you could buy for 0.03 and it goes up to 0.04. Okay? It's still a 33% gain, but you're only making 0.1. Or,
0: exactly. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's, oh, the, the thing I wanted to say, though, is like we're, we're talking about like, you know, um, oh, God, what's the, the word? Oh, damn, there's a math term for like the fixed fixed value or whatever. I forgot what it's called. But, like, you, you know, you said you gave the example 0.03 and 0.04, like being a 0.01 point a oh one uh difference or whatever. I probably messed up the numbers, but point 04 and point 03 the difference is 0.01. But the thing is like obviously, you know, you have to take into consideration the royalties, etc. But let's let's say scratch that. 0.01 like, you know, I think that's where like the gen minds come in where it's just like do I really want to sell for
1: that kind of profit? You know? Well, yeah. It, it demonic it goes into something that is like a, a big question and you know, it's not just about this market, but it's it's really about every single project in general. Um, we were talking about ugly people, right? We we minted for 0.15 and it mm. got up to 0.3. It got up to plus 0.3 at one point. And like some of us sold, some of us didn't. And yeah, now sure. the floor is at 0.05. Okay, 0.05, bro. Like that's a huge loss. And it's one of those things is like, okay, it's 0.05. Do I sell or do I hold and hope that it goes back up? Because selling for 0.05 when you spent 0.15, you're talking about a 0.1 loss right off the bat. That's not even taking into account royalties or or fees or anything like that. Do you sell? Do you hold? Do you hope that it's going to bounce back? Like, How do you know? When do you sell? When do you hold? Is there a way to know? I, I think the answer is No. You have no way of knowing, but like, again, if you need liquidity, then sell. But like, how do you, how do you know? How do you know?
0: Well, the thing is, I agree with you. You don't, but again, this is a D gen play and not like financial advice. This is how I see it. And I agree with you where it's like, do you need the liquidity? And the thing is, it's like that point oh five is 0.05, 0.05 right? yeah small small fraction but like you know 0.05 times like you know let's say like 10 or whatever you're already looking at a decent amount of liquidity to buy another nft to potentially get a 33 percent increase let's just say if it were to go up and you're already kind of looking at like recovering the funds that you lost from like those ones that you sold so it's kind of like you got to just you know you know, risk it to get the biscuit kind of mentality. But again, like I'm not advising on that. But for example, myself, I have the ugly people NFT. And a part of me is thinking like, do I hold thinking they'll do an airdrop? But then I'm even thinking like, who cares if they do an airdrop? It's not going to do as well as the, uh, you know, the Genesis or the main project, right? So it's kind of like you have to just, you know, pick your battles and it's like prepare for the war. Meaning like, you know, do you, sell these small little L's, get some liquidity and hope for the best that you can get like a bigger flip in the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I lost you for a sec. Sorry about that. Um, listen, I think that it's one of those things that you don't lose the money until you sell and you don't make yeah. the money until you sell it. Right. The, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you just, it, it's in your wallet. You, you bought it, you lost that money. That money is gone. It's basically zero, and you yeah, don't make it's definitely this money yeah, until interesting. You sell like, it. I totally so, get what you mean. Where, like, it's there. You have the asset and
0: everything, and um, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, if you sell it, but you can always like recover. And that's what's interesting about the market. Like, it's so volatile. Like, yeah, everything can go south, but like, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll have like a nice win. But the think because the thing is, you can't win all the time, right? Like. Yeah. And people have to put that to the side because trust me, I would love to win. I complain all the time about my losses because I know those could have been wins, but like I have to be realistic. Like, you know, you're not not everybody can win, but you can win like a certain amount eventually, right? It's just yeah. like Yeah.
1: It's the numbers game. I, I think I think a great point, and you know, well, I think we can we can just talk about this point and kind of go on about it. Um, and stop after that but like uh, the the airdrops for a new collection or a secondary collection it's very much reflective and proportional to that first collection right 100%. very 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 rarely if ever do you see a second collection that stemmed from the main collection having a higher floor price than that first okay
0: i don't even think very, there is one
1: I, I, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know of any. That's, but yeah. I'm sure that there, there's always an anomaly to the situation. Like, yeah, that, you know, someone's listening to this and they're like, "Oh, I can think <laughs> of one." And if you can, I would love to know what it is. But yeah. you know, we were we were just talking about Moonbirds, right? Moonbirds—they're killing it. They are slaying the game. They had the largest, you know, they had the largest volume in terms of trading. Um, When they launched their first collection and it hasn't, I don't even think, bro, it's been more than a month since they launched that first collection, maybe a little bit more than a month, but they just launched their second collection. Okay. Dude, like literally, obviously it's trending at number one right now and the floor, oh, it's number two, to goblin town. But like, dude, the floor price right now is 3.5 for the secondary collection. Like, are you joking me? like again this goes into this goes into buying into a good project and community and like you know doodles they got dropped their duplicator board apes they got the mutant apes and ape coin and other side like you are buying into that business into that because again it goes back to each of these projects is a business right and you're investing in a business hoping that they're going to give you back subsidiary projects or, or coins or anything. And like, again, staking is great and all, but like the coin is only as valuable as people are willing to pay for it. Same thing with the NFT. So like, I don't really love projects that involve staking because you don't really have any good projects that you get anything from, but like, you know, I wish I wish I would have heard about Moonbirds. I wish I would have gotten into Moonbirds. I wish I would have. I wish I would have, dude. I, I'm telling you, I remember on my phone like last year when I was starting to explore NFTs. I remember seeing Instagram ads for Board Ape Yacht Club, and I was like, and Damn. I just dismissed them, bro. I just dismissed them. I was like, what is this stupid shit? Scroll, scroll, scroll. Next. Like, dude, I wish I would have listened to it. And, like, would have fallen, you know, a victim, in air quotes, to the Instagram ads and, and jumped in. But, like, ugh. But, Bill, that's the But that's the thing. Like, you never know. And, like, even Moonbirds, I, I
0: heard about, like, the pre-mint raffle sign up and stuff like that. But, bro, it was, like, a 2.5 ETH mint. Like, you know, how do you justify that, you know? Especially um, if you don't have the funds exactly and the thing is with hindsight like yeah i'm sure if someone knew that there was like a 30 ETH floor or something i'm sure everyone would say like yeah it's been 2.5 um right but yeah. the thing is like with these secondaries again like Moonbirds, i saw it as low as eight ETH at one point and then like they started revealing or something and then went up so like you know, I don't know if the play now, again, not financial advice. I'm just talking pretty much one on one with you here. People are listening. But bro, I don't know if people buy in now to this and see like what happens. But it's so funny because if you read the description, it's called Moonbird Pellets.
1: And yeah, I don't know if that.
0: that's I don't know if that's like the pellet we're walked like looking at in the little like pre-reveal. Yeah. But I wonder what like the artwork is. Like it has to be like baby birds, right?
1: Well. Wow. So, if you know anything about Owl's demonic, the pellet uh, is yeah. actually their... It's what they shit out. Well,
0: I, I, that's why I knew it was a joke. Like, it's a pellet, meaning it's droppings. Like, yeah, I, I knew it shit, yeah. but, like, it could still be... Like, it could... Bro, they could put, like, a picture of, like, a penis, and then all of a sudden it's, like, a bored ape, you know? It doesn't have to necessarily correlate,
1: so right? It could I, be, like...
0: A, yeah.
1: I'm thinking because of what owls typically eat are like mice and inside the pellets you can usually find like the skeletons oh, of yeah. mice and bones that's what i'm thinking it's gonna be but i have no idea no idea and you know that's a it's it's a great point that you made that like moon birds once they revealed the floor price went up right yeah. Like, that's not something that you see very often either. And when you do see that, you know that's probably a good project to get into. Right? Yeah. And the thing is, like, do you think – because
0: this would be cool, and I guess we could just, you know, um, share our thoughts here while we close up. But if you look at it, Moonbird Oddities is what the project's called. And their logo Mm -hmm. or, like, their PFP. What does that look like to you? It looks like a claw, right? Like a like talons, right? The oddities. Yeah, like it looks like talons, doesn't it? Like a little skeletal, ta- yeah, yeah. like the. At yeah. least that's how it looks to me. So it would be funny to like, bro. If it was like individual bone pieces, that would be hilarious. Because I think personally, I think that would tank. But yeah. if it was like ghost of like. The dead, the the Eden creature—that would be kind of cool as well. And then, they could sick. just, yeah. But the thing is, again, is it just going to be like ten thousand, like mice, or like I don't know, little little birds, right? Like dead little birds, like sparrows, or like you know, uh, yeah. I don't. Even... Yeah, it'll be interesting it's, to see. It... Um... Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It'll be interesting to see. So July's is the reveal. I said that like, you know, not financial advice, but like, if I had the liquidity, I think I would have bought this now. And it would be interesting to see and come back to this to see how much we could have
1: profited if we bought into it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, I think one thing I'm, I I told you, I want to get into doodles. I think it's pretty apparent. Anything in the doodles ecosystem I want to get into. I, I think that I'm going to try to work my way up to get a duplicator. I think. But it's a huge oh, gamble. Huge gamble because if it's one of those add-ons that like you can only use if you own doodles, I'm screwed and I just basically wasted all of my liquidity. But like, yeah. if a subsidiary project could be huge. Um, oh. I know. I don't know. I'm, it's love-hate relationship. Um, the floor if is... You- yeah. Is like yeah, it's like three. It's been solid around three, uh, and again, they're they're going to reveal more information about it at NFT NYC. So I'm going to guess at that time, either the floor is going to skyrocket or it's absolutely going to tank.
0: And I well, don't. Know. I, I want to. I want to say two things. So one talking about like floor skyrocketing. Well, first let me mention the doodles thing, the duplicator itself. Again, we're looking at the PFP as like the quote unquote sneak peek. It's yes. just like an, it's like an infant version of the doodle yes. head. only. Yes. So
1: yes.
0: I don't know if they're just making, like I said, little babies. Cause duplication just means like literally a clone, Correct. but that would be so boring if there was like, you know, you're one of one, all of a sudden became like a two of two or one of two. Yes. Um, so, like, I think they're just doing a smaller infant version where they, like, cloned it, so it's just, like, an identical copy, but, like, an infant version. Um, but it'll be interesting. Like, you said something interesting with the floor skyrocketing. I wonder how much, like, VCon helps projects or helps itself. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just searched it. I don't think it helped at all on that. But the thing is is that because uh, when I say it doesn't help at all, I meant like the floors are stable, but yeah. is that because everyone's like too busy hanging out and partying there, you know, where they can't like be, so who knows, maybe like once Vicon's done, people are going to like try living off that, like, you know, feeling of like that high and they just start like, you know, buying things and who knows, maybe that will help create another bull market. Cause I'm, I'm predicting, or I, I'm only predicting this because I would, I want it to happen so that we can see some gains. <laughs> a bull market in July. So fingers crossed,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, we, we've got a Solana summer coming up. It looks like so. Hopefully, you know, we'll see an ETH summer too. But uh, yeah. w- only time will tell. Um, but you know demonic. I think that was a, a great little uh, spiel from both of us on this episode, episode six of What the Fud. Um, pleasure as always being graced by your presence and, and shooting the shit with you and definitely looking forward to, uh, to episode seven and what we have to bring.
0: No, likewise, bro. And, and it, you mentioned the Solana summer. We should definitely talk about that next week, or at least, you know, mention it. Cause I do have some strong feelings <laughs> towards Solana. So anyways, I'll, I'll the- catch you. Yeah. I'll catch you guys later. And thanks for listening to what the fun. See you for Bye demonic. Bye.